Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Unleashed podcast. This is Owen back again. I know it's been a while, but I'm really excited to be back on the mic. Um, there's a couple of reasons it's been so long since uh, I've put out an episode. Um, I, I had a really busy summer. I was working um, at an internship this summer, um, and it was, you know, 40 hours a week, sometimes more. Uh, so, there wasn't a whole lot of time for me to put any effort or energy into the podcast. Um, and you know, it's, there's just, I'm at a point, I'm a college student. I'm back at school now. It's my senior year. I'm trying to get acclimated to classes. The basketball season starts up soon. Um, so I'll be busy on the road for games and we all be busy at practice every day. Um, but you know, that doesn't change the fact that I have a lot of fun with the podcast. I have a lot of fun talking with my friends. I I have a lot of fun um, having my friends on the podcast. Uh, So this is something that I I still love and I want to get into more. Um, You know, I'm reluctant to, you know, put like a schedule on it. And I also don't know if I'd be able to hold myself to a schedule. Um, But I do want to focus on trying to get episodes out uh, to you listeners, anybody that's listening out there, um, and and just really focus on getting that, that content out. So to start off with a couple more quick announcements, um, before today's episode, I did just recently change platforms, host platforms for the podcast. Um, I, I recently moved it over to anchor, which I'm very excited about. Uh, it seems like a really user-friendly experience on anchor, um, and I, I think there's a lot of cool opportunities for the podcast through Anchor. So uh, that move is very recent. So I'm still getting comfortable and acclimated with all the features and nuances that Anchor has available. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that, that move. Um, and then another thing I'm working on that is an idea that I had is I, I'm I want to change the name of the podcast uh, from Dorm Discussions. Um, I won't announce the new title yet. You'll have to wait and see the suspense. Um, (laughs) No, but really, I just don't know when that's going to be reflected. Or or I really don't know how to change the name of the podcast, to to be frank. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it might still show up as Dorm Discussions. But for now, I'm just going to call it the Sports Unleashed podcast. and yeah, uh, there's a couple of reasons for the name change. Uh, I think A, I think with dorm discussions for any casual listener who doesn't know what our podcast is or what this podcast is, I, I don't think it gives a very good description of, you know, what is what we're going to be talking about. You know, my my idea for this podcast is sports focused. Um, and the original idea behind dorm discussions, I think I talked about it before um, in one of the first few episodes that I put out. But yeah, I I was basically inspired for the podcast from all the conversations that I had with, um, I've had with my friends at college and and my roommates and the dorm rooms, you know, just talking about sports or or life or, you know, all those deep talks um, you have with your friends. So and and that was really my inspiration for starting the, the podcast. And that's where the name dorm discussions came from um but now i'm at a point where 
I've been away from the podcast for a few months now, and it's allowed me to evaluate why I started the podcast in the first place, um, what I want the podcast to be in the future. Um, and I think the name change will just better represent this podcast and what I want our brand to be per se. So yeah, I'm still working on that. Again, the name change might not be reflected uh, right now or right away, but I still want to put this episode out because Ty and Pete gave me their time and we recorded a really fun episode and I want to get that out to you guys. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to get that forewarning in there. So today's episode, uh, we're going to start off talking about the Vikings uh, and recapping their week one loss to the Bengals in overtime and also preview their week two matchup against the Cardinals. And then we're going to move into if the NFC North is the worst division in football. Uh, That's a really fun conversation. Um, We also discuss who we think had the best week one performance and who had the worst week one performances. And we also preview the Thursday night football game. Um, the New York Giants at the Washington football team. So we have a really great episode planned ahead for you. Um, I thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Before I get any further on in today's episode, though, I first want to introduce the two guests that we'll have on today's show. Our first guest is Tyler Vandermeide. Ty is one of my college roommates this year and is one of the first people I met at school. Ty is a psychology and econ double major and is well known for carrying any intramural squad that we're on. Our second guest today is Peter Gakowski. Peter is also one of our college roommates this year. Um, it's six of us in the apartment. Uh, Pete is from Seattle, Washington, and he is an environmental studies major. Pete is also on the ultimate Frisbee team here at school and has tournaments starting up as soon as next weekend. So yeah, I just first just wanted to introduce um, our two guests today, but without further ado, let's get on into the episode. And we're now joined by peter and tyler um i'll have them say hello and introduce themselves in a second here but uh we're gonna start off here with uh this past weekend the vikings lost to the cincinnati Bengals in overtime uh the final score is 27 to 24 uh the game was at cincinnati that's a tough game to lose if you're the vikings that was a winnable game probably the easiest game you're gonna get in the first four weeks here so it's one you would have liked to have and they had a lot of opportunities, but honestly, they got outplayed. They got outplayed. Cincinnati had the lead most of the game. Um, so, yeah, I'll start by posing the question to you guys. How worried are you for the Vikings on a scale from 0 to 10? And that's about making the playoffs. So how worried are you about their playoff chances on a scale from 0 to 10? 0 being you're not at all worried. 10 being this team stinks. I'm going to find a new team to root for. Peter, I'll start with you. I'd have to say I'm either uh, one or two about uh, worried about the Vikings. I don't think I'm much worried about them making the playoffs at all at this point, especially with the new way the the playoff picture is with 14 teams making it. That's almost half the league. So, I mean, you you almost have to fall in that picture. But when it comes to winning the division, uh, I'd say I'm like a 3-4 worried right now. I mean, it was only week one. You lost a close game. Everyone in the division lost. That does help. We did lose. It was an away game. Thank- thankfully, it wasn't a, uh, a home game. That does help. Um, 
But yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm too worried at this point. I'd say two, three weeks. If we keep losing, it'll be bad. But I'm hoping we can end up these next three weeks three and one. I I, I think that's very realistic for the the team they have. Ty, off to you. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'd have to disagree with you a little bit there. I I appreciate and I admire your relentless optimism when it comes to the Vikings, Pete. We need it. We need it. Um, but I'm. I'm I'm a little bit more worried for sure. I mean that that was definitely a game that was penciled in as a W, you know. And you look at our next three games. What is it? Cardinals, Seattle, Seattle and then the Browns, right? We could start 0-4 very easily. Um, and when you, when you look at the division, I just I have a hard time seeing the Packers, you know, keeping that up. I think they're going to turn around. This this happens every year with them. So I worry about that for them. And then it's if we're not winning the division. You know, we got a lot of competition, and if we're losing games that we should be winning like this, it has me pretty concerned. Um, but still, week one, we can turn it around. We have a lot of new pieces going. We got to build chemistry. Um, what was it? Ten? Is that? I'm not worried. Ten is that you're worried? You're. Well, I'm sick super of worried. The Vikings, <laughs> rooting for the Jaguars or something. Um, let me. Let me put myself at like a five in the middle, in the middle. You know, I'm, I'm not ready to just give up on them, obviously, but it was, it was tough. It was tough. It, it, it diminished some of my hope for their team this year, but I, I still do think we can turn around. We got an, e- we got an easier second half of the season. So we have plenty of time to build towards that. How about you on? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So I'd have to side more with Tyler on this one. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think I'd say probably like a four. I mean, Joe Burrow diced up our defense um i and you know when you watch the game it it just it wasn't that inspiring and our division like ty said green bay they they always start out like this and it's totally a product of their offseason so for winning the division i don't even oh in terms of winning the division on scale zero to ten i'd be out of ten i mean the packers are going to win the division i i just i you know there's nothing that I've seen from the Vikings that gives me confidence to say that they're a better team than the Packers, unless you can unless you can win both games against them, right? You have two matchups against them, and that's a saving grace for the Vikings. Is we'll play the Lions twice, the Bears twice. They all suck. <laughs> Hopefully, Justin Fields isn't playing for the Bears yet when we play them. Um, so then, if you can beat the Packers, then maybe. But yeah, I mean, if you start 0-4 in these next three weeks, like, that's tough to recover from. I mean, I think back to last season when we started off poorly and it was, you know, I, we were within a field goal in a game. I think we missed or we lost on a game-winning field goal to Tennessee. We had that game against Seattle on Sunday night or Monday night or wherever, whatever where we could have, should have won. And then Russell Wilson put together, like, a miracle drive. Um and then we started off one and three, and you just can't recover from those starts. You you just can't. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is still that guy. I mean, and he's going to keep getting into game shape, and they still have Devontae Adams. And so I, I just think the Vikings are going to be hard-pressed to win the division for sure. So then they're hoping for a wild card at that point. And I like to think the Vikings are talented enough to do it. You know, they, they were just in the NFC Championship game not too long ago, but... I just don't know how I feel. I do think there were a lot of positives from the game, though. Ask him. Like, okay. uh, give us the pitch. Like, I mean, you got to look at Kirk Cousins going down the field with. I think it was less than a minute left. You're down three. 
I mean, I would have hoped to see a little closer or a bit of a touchdown. I mean, somehow they only got one playoff with 42 seconds left. Yeah, not, what was that? Not that was poor management. Poor management, but I also don't know if they were trying to win the game if, or if they were trying to push for overtime. New kicker, The new kicker did make the field goal, which was good. But I do think Kirk Facilitating Drive does have hope for down the season when we are minute left in the second half, minute left in the fourth quarter, you know, down a drive or two, you know, that there, there's a chance. And, I mean, they almost won the game, but you had an unfortunate fumble by Davin Cook, which could have been called either way on the replay booth. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't called on the field the way it went because I don't think it would have changed either way they called it on the field. The replay wasn't valid enough. Yeah, inconclusive. But, you know, I think our offense did struggle a little bit in the first half. I think Thielen and um, Justin Jefferson struggled a little bit to get open some of the time, which which does make it hard for Kirk with kind of our really bad offensive line. Dalvin had a good game except for the fumble, but I, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Defense did... Not as good as I'd say I'd hope they'd do. Not as many turnovers as they should have done. Would have been nice to see them punching for some footballs, maybe getting a fumble or an interception or two. But, you know, we'll uh, hope for that next game. Let, let, me, let me ask you guys each this then. You just listed some positives. Give me each your biggest reason to doubt the Vikings based off this first week and your biggest reason to believe in them. Number one for both. Well... Okay, that's a good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with some negatives from the game. Okay, the challenges too. Mike Zimmer challenging the Justin Jefferson, yeah, reaching into the goal line. Why? Why the hell are you doing that? We're losing in the game. He he. It, I thought he got in originally, but on the replay, similar thing. It was just inconclusive, but. You're going to get first and goal from the one-yard line. Why are you bothering wasting a challenge? And we lost a timeout because of it. And you were mentioning that time management play. That was a product of that. We only had like one timeout left because we lost a challenge. And it was a dumb challenge at that. Why are you challenging it? Um, So, yeah, reasons to doubt the Vikings. Oh, easy. Oh, line. Same story as always. I mean... We were just talking about it before we hopped on the air here. Um, what was it? How many penalties? 12. 12 penalties for 116 yards. And there was three false starts on the opening possession. Can you imagine that? I was so excited to sit down. First first Sunday of the NFL season, I get to watch the Vikings again. And then I got to watch these guys take the field and commit three false starts on the first possession. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, I should have turned the TV off right then and there. And then we lose in overtime. That's the most Minnesota Vikings thing I've, I've ever seen. But, yeah, so that's my that's my biggest worry for the Vikings is that, that O-line. Um, and we had that – we drafted a guy in the first round, I think, right? Um, I don't know what his name is off the top of my head. I know he got injured, but I think he's healthy now. But, yeah, the penalties, the false starts, the holdings, Kirk doesn't get any time. Kirk doesn't move out of the pocket even though he's capable I, I'm just worried that we won't have time to get the ball to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne actually had a pretty good game as a third wideout. Um, so yeah, that's my biggest worry. Reason to believe. I mean, I'll go up again. We were in the NFC Championship game like three, four years ago, and the team's not that much different. I mean, the 
The defense maybe still has some work to do, but Dalvin is still a top three, top five running back. And that's our system. When we can get in a positive game script, when we can get Dalvin Cook the ball, when we can control the clock, when we can when we have a defense that can, you know, close the door on opponents, that's how we're gonna win games. Um, so I think there's still hope, but yeah, that all line needs help. <laughs> it needs help. So Pete. Yeah, I'd have to uh I'd have to agree on the O line part as it being the, the biggest worry for me on the season because I mean the O line plays into injuries with your running back and your quarterback because if Dalvin can't get open looks, he's he's taking big hits from linebackers and even linemen, and you can't take a full season with that. Um, I mean, hopefully he can get the yardage he's been getting the past couple of years, being up one two on there on the leading leading charts and rushers. But I mean, with the O line, it's it's tough. I mean, it was nice to see Kirk to have something like. 450-something yards passing in the air. I mean, it's what you're going to have to start doing when you have an O-line that can't really do anything. But once again, Kirk hasn't in his career really been able to show that he can sustain that. So that that plays into a worry is that as well. But if you you give him a little time, I think think they can create stuff on the offense. But without the O-line, they got to make some, uh, some adjustments there. Biggest positive... I'd say having a full, like, better season with Kirk, Thielen, uh, Dalvin, and Justin Jefferson. I think the if the if two of them can get rolling at the same time, whether it be Dalvin and Kirk and a receiver, um, I think that's all they need. Because once you get Dalvin getting four or five yards of carry, they're going to have to start respecting your run game, which is going to leave a lot more field for both Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and all the other receivers who get in there. Um, so it's just if Kirk can utilize that and if they can make the best of it. And once again, if he can have time to throw to those open spots. Ty, would you like to answer your, your own question? <laughs> um, I mean, I'd echo the offensive line, but I guess the biggest reason to doubt another thing I would say is just looking at their schedule moving forward. You know, like we said, Cardinals, Seahawks, Browns. Then we get the Lions and the Panthers, then a bye week. But then we got Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Packers, 49ers, and then Steelers uh, mixed in there too. It's just, I mean, it's easy to look on paper and say, you know, we got an easy end of the schedule. We can win those games. But when you get to that point, if we are struggling, you know, the players, like the mentality in that locker room, it's going to be tough to bounce back. It's going to be tough to bounce back. Um, Biggest positive, I would say, biggest reason to believe, our division, you know, um, Lions and Bears, those are both, you know, four games, very winnable right there. And I think we can steal one from the Packers. Um, so that's that's what I would go with. Okay, yeah, that di- that division point is a good point. And I, that's a perfect segue. Ty, you're a genius. I know you had that up your sleeve. Um, one thing I want to say before getting to that question, um, I'm so I just found uh, top quarterback rankings, 1 through 32. Um Kirk Cousins ranks 14th, very middle of the pack. He's a very average quarterback. He's a very average guy. NFL.com. It literally just came out today, Pete. And let me read you the excerpt on it, what they wrote up for our boy Kirk, our golden boy. Watching NFL Game Pass always leads to a few surprises, like how well Cousins played overall in the Vikings' overtime loss to the Bengals. Cousins and his receivers had to work awfully hard to gain yards because of the offensive line struggles. Yup. 
<laughs> but they overcame some difficult situations before Dalvin Cook's controversial fumble cost them a comeback win. And what I struggle with, this is what I always struggle with with Kirk. They say, like, how well Cousins played overall. Like, he had a good game. He threw for 351 yards, two touchdowns, 73% completion percentage. But I was not impressed with him watching the game. Like, I just wasn't. I mean, they did look terrible in the first half. And, I mean, if you remember Cincinnati, they were trying to keep us in the game. They didn't want to win. I mean, they went for fourth and one in their own territory when they had the lead in, like, the first half or something. How, what are you doing? That that coach, that's the move that, like, that'll cost you. Not a job. I'm not going to say he gets fired over it, but it is, like, a dumb call. And they didn't get the fourth down. And then they give us the ball in their territory. I think we scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I you know, everybody will talk. Look at, that's what I hate. You'll look at Kirk's box score after the game and be like, Kirk Cousins, that guy, 351 and two touchdowns. Man, he... He's a good quarterback. But then you watch the game and you'll see him basically panic when the pocket collapses and just like take a knee or sit down crisscross applesauce. And, you know, I don't want to get hit. You might as well put a red jersey on him, you know, like it's practice. But I digress. Let's move on. So you were talking about the division. Um, So the question is, is the NFC North the worst division in football? Because you saw Minnesota lost to Cincy. Green Bay got absolutely embarrassed by New Orleans, 38-3. to Chicago looked terrible on Sunday night against the Rams. They lost 34-14, to and the Lions were down 41-17 to to the Niners until the Niners tried keeping them in this game. So is the NFC North the worst division in football? Ty, I'll start with you. I'm going to say no, um, but it's close. It's close. I think... The other divisions that you can make an argument for are the AFC South and the NFC East. Um, The reason I think the AFC South is worse is because when you look at the Titans and the Colts and compare them to the Vikings and the Packers, it's kind of a toss-up. It's pretty close, but I think the Lions and Bears are better than the Texans and Jaguars. Um, But, you know, it's embarrassing that we're even having this conversation, (laughs) especially after this last last weekend. That That was tough. But another thing that could be a positive for the Vikings is that we all lost. So how about you, Pete? I'd say arguably yes. Um, but that's also because I'm not a big Packer fan much <laughs> at all. I don't think they're a bounce-back team this year. I think they've had their um, drama with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's kind of over the season. Didn't look like he had much fight in him the whole game. Bad passes. I mean, he would have had a better QBR rating if he threw every ball in the dirt. And I'm, I think that kind of speaks for itself. I do. Obviously, they can only improve from where where they played. But I, I just don't think that they're that good. But I, I think it's a very close debate. But I do think we do pretty much land. I think this year in that flip spot for the uh, one of the worst divisions in football. And I think hopefully the Vikings can be the one team out of the division who make the most of it. If not, it's going to be the Packers again. And, you know, they're wishy-washy in the regular season. But once they get to the playoffs, that's when they uh, that's when their season starts. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point you bring up about Aaron Rodgers just being disinterested because from the highlights I saw, oh, my God, that's exactly the vibe you get. But – I almost think I almost think Aaron Rodgers 
like plan that you know it's like his it's like his protest against green bay like you're gonna treat me like garbage i'm gonna go out and just shave points the first week we're gonna i'm gonna throw picks he threw two interceptions he had five all of last year like that's you're not gonna get that from aaron Rodgers again but yeah i think that was his his protest like his big middle finger to the packers organization um in terms of the nfc north being the worst division it's yeah either the NFC North, AFC South with Houston, Indy, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. I would probably give the AFC South the edge in that, honestly, because I like the Colts with Jonathan Taylor, and they were a decent team last year. Carson Wentz maybe could be revitalized there. Tennessee was just in the AFC Championship game not too long ago. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, I mean, they're set. Jacksonville looks promising with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they're all line. They've got their own issues, but and then Houston with Tyrod Taylor. I mean, they're they're competent. Um, and with the North, you know, Minnesota, Green Bay are good. Um, Detroit, Jared Goff is very very average as well. Until once Chicago gets Justin Fields in the game, then it's a different story for them. So that could totally change things up. Another division that obviously needs to get thrown in there is the NFC East. The NFC least, as some might know it. Um, but that's been the worst division in football. Just like historically, or, or recently, recently. It's just kind of well-known as the worst division. But Dallas is good. They'll be good. They should be good. Philadelphia looked good. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a really good season for them. Uh, people have been saying this is kind of the make-or-break year for him. He can either have a good year and really claim that starting job or he can have a bad year and then he's looking for a job <laughs> but yeah that the, the division might work out in minnesota's favor and again if you can just beat everybody in the division you have a good chance of winning it so um yeah that that could work out well for the vikings so we're gonna put a pause on the topic there um all the vikings talk and we're gonna transition here into the next segment so next, we're going to preview tomorrow night's matchup. It's Wednesday night as we're recording this, so we've got Thursday night football on tomorrow, and it is the New York Giants at the Washington football team. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick got injured game one, so Taylor Henneke is going to start for the Redskins. Um, oh, I already did it. I already did it. It's the football team. Sorry. Um, yeah, so Taylor Henneke is going to start. Uh, both teams are 0-1. The only team that won in the NFC East is the Eagles. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, I don't know. It's going to be a bad game tomorrow. It, it is. It's going to be Taylor Henneke versus Daniel Jones and an injured Saquon Barkley. It's not going to be a good football game. Probably pretty low scoring. We'll just do game predictions here. Um, I'm going to go with Washington. It's at Washington. I just I, I trust them more, really. Their defense, Chase Young. And Taylor Henneke is the guy that, I think won them a playoff game or I, I just think he energizes the team when he's in there. He, he's a guy who, who plays really hard and hopefully he'll throw Terry McLaurin the ball. Cause I have him on fantasy. So Ty, who are you going with? The, uh, the giants in the, in the football team, very much a Thursday night football game. Um, I, I, I'll also go with, with the Washington football team. I think after the loss they took last week, I, I just can't see them losing to the Giants, especially at home. How about you, Pete? I think I'm going to have to take the Giants on this one. Of course, of course you. 
Wait, wait, wait. Hey, the the Giants have beat the Washington football team five consecutive times. The last five times they've played. So I I think they may just play well against Washington's football team. Uh, I think Daniel Jones might have a good game. He's young. Uh, Hopefully we'll see what he can do on on Thursday. But, you know, I'm going to have to take Giants in a three-point game. You just Googled that, didn't you? (laughs) You're not slick. Um, Yeah, so ESPN has Washington favored 56% to win the game. So, yeah, who who are you guys picking to win? Um, Next, we'll transition to who we think had the best week one performance and the worst week one performance. I know who I'm going with. We'll start with who had the best week one performance. Um, I got to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They beat Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo Bills. It was at Buffalo. And they won 23-16. to And that's just such a good win for Pittsburgh. They're the only team out of their division that won week one. Um, and, and Buffalo is a legit squad. And to go in there to hold um, that offense to 16 points, I mean, that Pittsburgh's defense is legit. With T.J. Watt, they just paid him a lot of money. Um, and, yeah, that, that was just a really impressive win to march in there and, and take off one of the you know powerhouses in the AFC. A lot of people think Buffalo has the best chance to compete with Kansas City in that um, conference. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was a really impressive win by by Pittsburgh. You could go. There's a there's a lot of contenders for this. You could say the Bengals. Um, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Raiders though. Maybe not the the prettiest win. Definitely one of the wildest games I've seen in a while. Uh, very much a roller coaster. But I'm 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 going with it just because you know they beat a good team, great way to start their season, and it was their home opener in Las Vegas, right? The new stadium, that's just that's just great for them. Um, so I th- I think it was a big win just for them as a team and for their fan base. Yeah, I'd also agree. There's a lot of different teams you can go to. Um, you had a lot of good games throughout the board. I mean, the Chiefs they they really showed what they can do again coming from behind. Tom Brady was in a shootout again with a Cowboys team, an underlooked Cowboys team. Dak, who's looked better than a lot of people think he would come out. Um, but for this one, I'd have to say for me it was the Saints um, with their new quarterback. Um, Winston going in there, throwing five TDs. They have the Kamara duo with him. Um, I think they're better than a lot of people thought they would be, and they really had a, a big commanding win. And I. I'm kind of worried about them, especially as a Vikings fan. That That's kind of a team I'm hoping that we don't have to see later on in the year and especially later on in the postseason because that game can really go either way, especially when it's the Saints. Yeah, I think another a couple, another couple teams to mention here. Um, Arizona beating the Titans 38-13. to It was a really dominant performance by them. Kyler Murray threw five touchdowns, um, I want to say, two to D-hop. Uh, Chandler Jones had five sacks and embarrassed Taylor Luan so hard that he had to go on Twitter and <laughs> apologize, and that was weird. Very it was weird. And we talked about this, and we'll go on a little tangent here, but I'm fine with you. I'm fine with Chandler Jones is a good pass rusher, right? Like, I, Taylor Luan, it happens. But for you to go on Twitter and be like, I got embarrassed. I sucked. I'm the reason we lost. You know, what are you doing? Like, that doesn't help anything. Like, I get you're trying to take accountability and whatever. And 
I guess it's noble, but it just kind of puts a target on your back. I felt like he kind of missed the mark with it, and it's I, I thought it was really unnecessary, frankly. Yeah, going off that, I mean, playing sports before, I mean, that's the stuff that you do in the locker room and you get it done with your team and keep it inside there. You don't, you don't got to make it public and go all over Twitter and bring all the fans into it. I mean, because... I mean, we've seen what social media can do to players and do to teams. I mean, you you really want to stay out of that drama realm as much as you can. So really, there's no reason for him to take any of that to Twitter. I'm completely on your side on that one. Yeah. So, and then another game that went um, was pretty lopsided. L.A. Rams beating the Bears on, that was a Monday night game, right? Yeah. Or Sunday night. Sunday night, yep. Um yeah, 34 to 14. The Rams look dominant, and I'm super excited to see Matt Stafford in that offense. I think Matt Stafford, I don't think he got enough credit when he was in Detroit. He got gifted Megatron, obviously. <laughs> that was a perfect pair for them. Um, but now he's got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup at his disposal. Uh, disposal. Van Jefferson caught a touchdown. Daryl Henderson looked pretty good. I could see them competing in the NFC to make the Super Bowl, really. I mean, they, they are set, loaded on defense with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they came out, demolished the Bears, as they should have. Uh, Pete mentioned the Saints, and then also the, the Eagles. They beat Atlanta 32-6. to I already mentioned Jalen Hurts a little bit. He threw for three touchdowns. I think he's going to have a really good year for Philadelphia. They've got Devontae Smith. Um I think they have a chance of competing in, well, the NFC. I think Dallas will end up running away with that division. They should win the division. But I think Philadelphia has a chance to compete for a wild card, I want to say. Hopefully I'm not being too optimistic there. But I'm a Jalen Hurts believer. His running and passing ability, I think that's a rare combination you don't always get. Um, and so we'll, on the flip side of that, what teams do you guys think had the worst week one i'll start with the obvious answer green bay they got smoked and it's clearly i think it's 100 percent a product of the offseason they didn't get any practice time they were just worried about aaron Rodgers. you know the whole situation there aaron Rodgers didn't get any time with his wide receivers they didn't get any time to develop the offense and you could see it in their their play um and it's not rare for that to happen. But to get blown out 38-3, to like I stacked the Packers and DraftKings. I mean, I was just sure. Like, Rodgers to Devontae Adams, you can't go wrong with that duo. Um, but it was the total opposite. They, they got outperformed. The Saints worked harder. They wanted it more. Really embarrassing showing from the Packers. But since it's Aaron Rodgers, I'm not too worried. So, Ty, who do you think had the worst week one? Packers is definitely a good pick. Um, Pete made a good point earlier today that, you know, they do start slow a lot. This is this is consistent. But this year's a little bit different, just with that extra drama that they're 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 dragging with them. It adds a little bit of extra pressure. Um, you know, we already talked about the Vikings. That was a very tough loss, but I'm I'm gonna go with the Titans. Um credit to the Cardinals. They played great, but the AFC is the best it's looked in in a while. It's a, it's it's tough. So you really you you can't be starting slow, and they they fell flat, um, and they've got some high expectations with Julio Jones coming in. They're a team that I was really excited to watch and, and still am, but um, they got to be more consistent. Pete, 
You know, I'm going to have to echo that one one more time about the Packers, man. I, I, I love it when, when the Packers are in a conversation about being bad. But uh, another team that I think did pretty bad was the Falcons. Um, 32-6 to against the Eagles. Um, only one turnover, and you only get six points. You get two field goals. I think it's really tough, especially when a team can't get one touchdown. I mean, you're playing four quarters of football. Your professionals at least get one touchdown. I mean, I understand games that are close, like 13 to 10, and ones like those where it's like kicking battles. But like, you you just got straight blown out of the water. Can't get a touchdown. You're you don't got much height. I think they got they got a lot to work on, especially when you can't get one touchdown. I mean, that's just that's sad. They're in the same same boat as the Packers. Just sad. Yeah, that's a bad loss from Atlanta. Another team I I want I want to mention is Baltimore. I mean, they should have won that game. They they had a million chances to win it. Um, Lamar's ball security is an issue. And my biggest thing, the reason I say Baltimore, they could have won, but the reason I would put them as who had the worst week one is because this is going to be what their entire season is. It's going to be Lamar just playing Superman. And Tyson Williams, the running back, actually had a good game. They'll still run the ball. That's their entire offensive scheme. But they just asked Lamar to do way too much. The offensive line is not that good. He scrambles basically every play. Uh, he's running wild. He did like a somersault in the air when he was running, and he fumbled twice. And it's just, I don't understand it. I mean, there is no team that relies on one player more than Baltimore does with Lamar Jackson. It, it, their success is solely predicated on his ability to play quarterback and to run the ball he's a quarterback running back he might as well throw the ball to himself um, and play wide receiver so yeah I think and that's a game if you're Baltimore you really want to win I mean you, you know you had a chance and wins might be tough to come by for you this year so yeah all good options there all right and then lastly um, we'll just go over this weekend what is the game that you guys are most looking forward to in week two of the NFL yeah, they're, they're looking ahead, there's they're some good games. There's some really good games, especially on the uh, 330 slate onwards. You know, you got um, Titans, Seahawks, Chiefs, Ravens. Um, I'm going to go with the with the char- Chargers and Cowboys, though. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think it'll be an exciting game. Um, I think when you look at what Justin Herbert did last week, so impressive. I, I saw a stat that on third downs, the hardest down against a good team, good defense, he was 14 for... 17 or 14 for 19 with a 120 passer rating it's wildly impressive so i'm, I'm just excited to see what they can continue to do um and uh, I, I think it'll be an exciting game uh, i think there's a couple especially being from seattle i mean Titans, seahawks um it'll be a good one seattle might win in a landslide but we'll see about that one you got the chiefs ravens i think the Really exciting one for especially us Vikings fans is going to be the Lions-Packers game. Really see, especially where the Packers are at within the division and then seeing how much the Lions can really compete. And I think that's that'll basically show us how those two teams will play out in the division kind of for the rest of the first half of the season at least. And, I mean, I'm hoping the Lions can win. So we'll see about that. All right, all good options. I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders at Pittsburgh, um, the Steelers. 
I, I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, we found a stat today that said six of their last eight games have been decided by three points or less, so they've had good battles in the past. They're both 1-0, and coming off of big wins, Pittsburgh beating Buffalo, Las Vegas coming off that wild Monday night win against Baltimore. Um, so I, I'm just I'm really curious about that game because I think Pittsburgh really has a chance to win that division between it's them, Baltimore, or Cleveland. I mean, those are the, the three teams. Um, and, and I think Pittsburgh's got a real shot. I mean, they, they beat Buffalo, and they, they haven't even gotten Najee Harris going yet. And I know their run game was the worst in the NFL last year, but Najee Harris is a special running back. He, he's from Alabama, first-round draft pick, top-five draft pick. I mean, the, he'll get it going. The Pittsburgh offense will get it going. Ben Roethlisberger only threw for 188. So I think they've got a real sh- – I mean, a lot of people are picking Cleveland in that division, but it would not surprise me one bit if Pittsburgh um, came away with it. So I'm curious to see if they can keep up their play. And then I just think Las Vegas is a really interesting – a really fun team to watch entertainment-wise. I, I, ne- I don't know how to feel about them. I don't know how good they are really. But, like, Derek Carr sometimes looks like a really good quarterback – and sometimes looks like, why is this guy on the field? Like, I don't know how to feel about him. Darren Waller had about 30 targets, which I love. He's on one of my teams. Um, but I just think this will be a really entertaining game and a, and a good close game. And um, they have Pittsburgh favored 64% to 35%. Um, but, yeah, that's the game I'd have to go with. All right, so that brings us to the end of our week one recap and our week two preview um real quick actually let's let's go with this real quick are the vikings going to beat the cardinals who are you picking in that game i don't think the vikings are going to do it i think arizona just looked too good we're at arizona kyler murray's a special quarterback i'm probably picking arizona for anybody that likes to bet the money line is arizona minus four um so yeah who you guys got Unfortunately, I'm I'm also gonna have to go with the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, they're at home, and I just coming off a big win like that, I think they're gonna carry the momentum. And we we just we clearly have a lot of things to address. So reluctantly, I, I'm gonna have to pick the Cardinals. I I got my trust in Zimmer. I think he'll be able to do something with his defense to slow down Kyler Murray just enough to hopefully get get us over that that points but I think I think the moment the game reaches over 30 points I think we lose Uh, I think we got to keep it pretty close to a 20 point game all right and then uh, there was one other thing we wanted to talk about um and I'll have Pete ask the question yeah I guess how did the uh how do you think the three seat the three game preseason affected a lot of teams in their first week um there were a lot of rookies who played a lot in the preseason some who didn't play a lot but then you had some of the returning quarterbacks who didn't even take the field once. Some of them struggled on their opening drives or opening quarters, opening halves. And some of them, some of the lot of starters even struggled the whole game. So do you think the shortened preseason affects how much veteran players can play if they're still trying to figure out the younger player rosters? Or if a lot of these teams wouldn't even have played them if it was a, there was a fourth game? Well, I think it's a great question to ask because I think that's exactly the case with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he didn't get any preseason reps with his guys. He didn't get 
any you know rapport with any of his receivers and that stuff matters i mean the one thing you can't replicate as a coach in practice is a game environment a game situation playing against another team so for you to get those reps and to get hit and to hike the ball and to throw against you know have a pass rush coming against you like that stuff matters and it gets you ready for the season and uh, you know green bay got destroyed 38 to 3 because of it um so i think i think that definitely matters um I don't know how I feel about the move to three preseason games. I don't know how I feel about the move to add a regular season game. I don't know how I feel about uh, the move to extend the playoffs, expand the playoffs um, to 14 teams. I just think this will be kind of a feel-it-out year for the NFL, test out a few few new rules, um, see how it affects the season. I think it'll be interesting come to the end of the season to see how that extra game plays into everything. but yeah, it's definitely uh, an, an interesting conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd echo what you said about about the preseason. You know, there, there is something to say about being in that game environment and that game mentality with your teammates, building that chemistry. Um, as far as the other questions that you raised, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of the extra playoff spot. I think it's, I think it's fun. And I like that only one team from each conference has a bye. I like that. Um, the extra game per season, I'm not so sure on just because for the sake of NFL records and their history, you know, we're going to see a lot of records be broken. And I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I feel about that from that standpoint. But like, like you said, I guess we'll just have to we'll have to see what happens. It's a, it's a test run for them. All right, that's going to bring us to the end of today's episode. I want to give a big thanks to Pete and Ty for joining the show with me today. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I look forward to having them on the show uh, for many episodes down the line. Uh, To everybody who tuned in, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you could leave a like, leave a review. Um, Hopefully I can get some more episodes out for you soon. But otherwise, let's enjoy this week two slate of football games. Uh, And I hope you all have a good weekend.